Hey Dragons, welcome to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast prequel episode 4. This episode really shows the purpose of the prequels. We had some weird reverb going on on one of the mics and I didn't really know how to get rid of it. I think it might have just been an echoey room, but if anyone has any suggestions on how to get rid of that for future episodes, shoot me an email, ken at dumbbellsanddragons.com. This episode is with Brent Scholar. A really awesome long-distance guy. He's done Ragnar races, marathons, ultra-marathons, Ironman. Uh, really awesome guy. Really great to talk to him. Hope you guys enjoy. In the basement, rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker. Fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a DC. All right, welcome everybody to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. We are here with Brent, is it Scholar? I'm pronouncing that correctly? That is correct, Scholar. Excellent. Well, I've already told people a little bit about you, but just so they can hear it from, uh, hear your words and hear a little bit about your story from you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, First of all, thanks, Ken, for having me uh, on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for being here. We appreciate you coming on, man, giving us your time. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. So uh, a lot of me is in a backstory in terms of work and everything like that is one thing. I've been through many different industries, uh, hospitality, banking, mortgage and stuff. But I think my my real story and passions ends up being around my health. And, you know, I've had some health issues with weight and everything like that um, my entire life, some knee issues that kept me from doing sports the way I wanted to. And when I was a kid, I wanted to play basketball and, and stuff. And I was on the team. But as I reflect most recently, actually, I decided I really wasn't that good. And I really wasn't an athlete. Um, but a couple of years ago in 2012, I was nearing 40. I was nearing 200 pounds. I was getting dizzy spells. And I was just not happy with everything and using every excuse not to work out. So I decided that January 1st to just do it anyway. And I would rest and do everything that I could. So I, you know, I started with the P90X. Um, routines uh, because I had used them before and found some good work and changed my diet and then all of a sudden I started running and I hated running growing up and I swore that uh, I would never run as a kid and I'd rather play that Atari 2600 for those of you that remember what that is some asteroids and stuff space invaders that's awesome and yes I do remember that and that makes me really really happy (laughs) You know, it gave us lots of hours of happiness, too, um, which is, you know, probably why I was, you know, well, not why I was nearing 200 pounds at that point in my life, but, you know, I was slightly overweight as a kid. But in 2012, I actually ended up losing 40 pounds with diet and running, and uh, I really caught that running bug then. Started doing half marathons in 2013, you know, balanced my weight out a little bit, and uh, then decided that I was going to run. I'm going to run for charity. So I think that's really important to get back to our communities and such and find something that we can connect to. So that's really important to me as well. So and whenever I get a chance to run for charity, I do. So I've raised eight thousand dollars for Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America. Uh, this most recently, actually, I accomplished one of my bucket lists since I started running the New York Marathon, where I ran for Team for Kids, uh, which is an awesome experience. And in fact, a week later, I did a cycle for life for this local cystic fibrosis chapter. So that was a lot of fun too. 
So all great charities and there are lots of them out there. So I'm going to encourage everybody, if you need a reason to do something, find something that, you know, someone, I hate to say it, is inflicted with or has and, and, and go for it and, and make a difference with what you're doing because you're going to do it anyway. I then plateaued a little bit with my health and I got introduced to some supplements that I really liked and I dropped 1.7% of my body fat this, this past summer. Uh, two inches of my uh, belly and then another eight pounds. And I could not feel even, I just feel so much better. So now I'm just looking forward to more things, you know. I mean, Atari 2600 was what it was. I mean, I used to be envious of my friends who had the Nintendo. We'll throw that geeky in there. Um, but yes. now, now I'm looking at doing an Iron Man. And it's a total switch to everything that I've ever done. And unfortunately, we can't just role play ourselves out of it. But. I'm looking forward to the next couple of years and, and getting to that space. That's awesome, man. That's really exciting. And I could totally relate to that because I hate running. And I am doing my first half marathon in January. I'm not really looking forward to it, but I always told, a, you know, I always had a friend who I was like, don't say you can't. As soon as you say you can't, you're right, you know? Mm -hmm. and Absolutely. I, I just kept saying, I can't run a half marathon. I can't run a half marathon. And then I actually noticed my hypocrisy. And that exact moment, I just went on and signed up for a half marathon. So I love it, man. Awesome. Man, I hope I catch that running bug from you. Well, just let me know when you want to go out. We'll go for a run. <laughs> oh, he's making me put my money where my mouth is. Absolutely, man. <laughs> well, okay. To get us started... Uh, with a little bit of a lighter topic, one of my favorite questions and one of my favorite things I like to know about people is who's your favorite superhero or fictional hero and why? All right, so we're going old school. A lot of your listeners might know who this person is, but from a more modern standpoint, um, and it's Spider-Man. But one of my most awesome memories that I have is not Spider-Man of today, but Spider-Man from a show that was on PBS called The Electric Company. He had his own comic book. I think, you know, Morgan Freeman used to read the, read it, you know, when it was on the show and they would act it out live and stuff like that. There's just something about him, this warm feeling of who he was because it was always about good, you know, still battling everyone and helping people out. But I think that might go along maybe with that charity piece I was talking about. But, uh, yeah, I used to collect his comic books and stuff like that. And unfortunately, I have to say I don't have them anymore, but. That it would, it would be Spider-Man from a long time ago. I know the feeling. Uh, I know that I have not been able to keep my comic books around for very long either. To each their own. Now, now you mentioned kind of a little bit about it, but where did you get your start towards being fit, working out? What was really that catalyst that got you up and running? Is that the pun intended? Up and running? Yes. <laughs> well, it was <laughs> actually, you know, like a lot of people, I think, uh, you know, I, I've yo-yoed up and down and up and down um, and and such. And, you know, in 2010, I got a bug. I just moved out to Phoenix and my buddy and I, we worked out together and that was cool. And then I had some issues happen. Um, I was always also held back because I had some injuries and kind of like you were saying, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. I was just using that mantra, hence when I got up to that 193 pounds. And finally I said, well, I can. I just have to figure out how I can do it. And I think the part that I, the catalyst was, 
I'm not going to be 200 pounds and I did not want to be, you know, like my father and my brother um, and, and how they how they are and were and such. So nearing my heaviest, I was like, I have to do something different. Um, but I guess, you know, the bug for running was really came out of nowhere. I was just I was doing a routine and it just wasn't enough for me. And. I just said, oh, I'm going to go run around the block. I know it's about a mile. And I kind of looked around and said, did I say that? So I said, yeah, I did. So I did. And then I just challenged myself. It was like a couple months until my 40th birthday. And boom, I said, I'm going to run four miles, one for each decade of my 40th birthday. And I did. And that was very, very much an accomplishment. Did some 5Ks and stuff. And the next thing I know, a friend says, hey, let's go do a 5K. And as we're running, he's like, let's do the Phoenix Half Marathon. You could do that, right? I'm like, uh, sure. Started training, and all of a sudden, those endorphins just kicked in. It was just awesome. I mean, I just I just couldn't believe it. And then I started thinking about a friend of mine from college who runs the Boston Marathon and has like 7.24 7 times, 24-mile times, or what, because she got stopped a couple of years ago. And I'm like, well, you know, she can do a marathon. I could do a marathon. And I kind of started down that path of thought. And then she recently, you know, last year, did her first Iron Woman. And I'm like, well, she could do that. I could do that. So that's kind of where my bug is. And it's always in the back of my mind that I know that I can do it now. It's just, you know, having that discipline. I think the biggest thing is having discipline in order to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's very, very important is that discipline and that commitment to just keep going, keep pushing yourself, keep moving on. Absolutely. Now, you know, in all your training and in all your running, uh, when in your life did you experience failure or um, that plateau that you were talking about? Or was there a time where you just wanted to give up running or you felt you couldn't go on running? Tell us about that. Sure. Um, there's never been a time when I thought I was going to ever, I would ever give up running at this point. But after I did my first half marathon in March of 2013, um, I had signed up to do my first charity race in Kona, Hawaii. And that was for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. And I wanted to run the full marathon instead of the half marathon like everyone else does. So I started training and I started upping my training. And the next thing I know, I just, I just started having aches and pains in my body that I never felt before. It's like my body wasn't really getting accustomed to the actual longer distance and the higher impact and couldn't get over it. And I felt so frustrated because I have a plan and I'm type A personality. And if I have a plan, I'm going to follow that plan step by step by step. And at that point, I wasn't forgiving enough to say, no, you can rest. You can relax. And I decided that um, I kind of I did stop in a way because I'm like, I have to stop to protect my body. And I did a lot of soul searching and I actually called my mother because that's who I was running for and said, you know, I've been telling everyone that I'm going to run the full. And I've been kind of having people challenge me to do it by donating certain dollar amounts to make me do that. I said, is it bad if I back off and just do the half? Because I felt really guilty. Kind of like a failure because I said I'm going to do something. And, you know, we talked it out and she's like, you're not a failure if you do that. You're taking care of yourself. And I thought about it for another week or so and I find, and it came time that I had to decide. I finally decided that for my health and well-being, 
I needed only to do the half and that my day for a full marathon would come later on. And it really was a great lesson to learn about how we need to forgive ourselves and have grace with ourselves and also remember that, you know, we're human beings and our bodies can do only so much, but our minds do take, you know, kind of get in our way a little bit. But when our bodies are really speaking to us, we really have to listen to them. And when our bodies listen, and when we listen to our bodies, then, you know, we can excel and do other things later on. Because there's always going to be another race if we take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's excellent. And I think that actually touches on the next question as well, which is what did that failure teach you? And how did you get how did you get from that point where your body was breaking down? It wasn't getting custom to those longer distances to finally being able to run that full marathon? Well, it really comes down to proper training and persistence and supporting your body. You know, there's a lot of people that go out there and they just run and they do their thing. Well, they're also going to hurt themselves. And, you know, change of diet is really important. Diet is so important. I, I don't go on diets. That's the other thing I've stopped doing. I mean, I, and I think that's one of my success number factors is that I stopped going on a diet. I just changed my diet. And I think that's really important mindset for people to think about as well. But, you know, most recently, actually, I, I mentioned the supplements that I have. I have a, this great line of you know, natural uh, supplements that I use that really are feeds my body and supports what I'm doing. So it supports the level of activity I have by giving me like glycogen replacement and repair. While at the same time gives me the digestive health that I that I want, you know. Um, you know, people give supplements a really hard bad rap, but what people forget is they're a supplement. They're supposed to be an addition to. So I think, you know, have a healthy diet and make sure that you can get the nutrients that you need. And that's really what's to me is most important. And I think that was part of getting over everything. And then, you know, just working with a team too. So having people around you that are going to be a team are very helpful also. There's some people that might sound odd, but that includes a pedicurist to take care of your toenails, so everything, and a a massage therapist or maybe two massage therapists uh, and some really great people to run with. So anyone can do it. And, you know, it's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm actually partnering with a friend of mine um, and we're going to be putting on programs for people and adventures so that they can get to their healthiest selves. That's awesome. And you're, we're definitely going to need to know more information about all those events so we can blast them out to all the dragons here in Phoenix listening to this podcast so they can definitely uh, get to their healthiest selves. And Absolutely. I, also, I also wanted to say I really loved what you said about supplements because – they are called supplements, not replacements. Exactly. You don't you don't replace your entire diet with, you know, all these other things. You just add to what you're currently doing if you've got that healthy lifestyle. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some place for a supplement to be a replacement depending on what your goals are. But for someone like me, you know, a shake is, you know, it's going to be a shake that's a fourth or fifth meal with all the activity that I'm doing, you know, people that want to lose weight and stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to use a shake in order to, you know, supplement a meal. But again, it's, 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 it's a supplement. You still need to eat real food. You know, I mean, not to get on the huge bandwagon of healthy food, but make sure you're, you know, you shop around in the outside of the 
supermarket and you're buying green vegetables and meat and and, and not processed foods. I, I, I really feel that a lot of the issues that we're having today, and I'm not a doctor in terms of medicine, but all those things with ADD and all that type of stuff, I, I really look at it as processed foods and the, the, our ground just doesn't have the nutrients it has either. So we need to supplement in some way with the right ones, not ones that just kind of go through you. Oh, no, I'm, I absolutely agree with you. I definitely think that, number one, what you were saying about four, fourth or fifth meals, that's perfect. A lot of people are like, how can you, you know, eat what you eat? Don't you like food? And I'm like, I get up every morning at 4 a.m. to go to the gym because I love food and it allows me to eat my five meals a day that are delicious and nutritious. Exactly. I mean, I I don't believe the things that I eat today that I would never even thought of eating before that I just oh. love, uh, that oh. I can't live without. Oh, I'm with you. I, I never even heard of quinoa or kale before I started eating healthy. Because <laughs> like their staples are, I, I hated avocado. Now it's like a, a staple in our household where we eat avocado all the time. And it's such a great healthy fat for you. I just, I, don't know. I can't talk enough about actually getting away from those sugars as a sugar holic. I, I am a sugar holic. I am. I admit it. But I don't crave sugar anymore. You know, I crave food and salt. Oh, I, and salt. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you have a favorite mantra or motto that you can share with everybody? Um, you know, I, I guess I do. I mean, I, I'm really looking at and, and all of the work that I'm doing. Because um, the other thing that I do is I am also a, a professor at some uh, colleges and universities and such and teach leadership. So I really believe in education. So I kind of do my three E's, which is educate, empower, and engage. So if we can educate people on what they need to know, empower them to do it, and then engage them in some way, which is kind of what this whole adventure thing is about, that I, I'm working uh, with a friend of mine. Um, we can you know, really make a difference because when we know what's happening or, and the why behind it, if we know the why and we can really attach ourselves to why we're going to do something. It's really easy. You know, it's really that emotional side of everything and takes our brain out of it and you just go for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, finally, what gets you up in the morning? What really drives you to wake up and tackle each and every day? People aren't going to like this answer, but it's going to be exercise. Um, there's a big difference on those days that I don't get up at 4 a.m. to exercise. Um, and I have found that over the past four months, with everything that I'm doing to make sure I get the right nutrients even more so, um, I'll go to bed at midnight and, and say, oh, you need to go to bed because you need to get up in four hours and go run 20 miles when I was training for the New York Marathon and still have energy for the entire day. Um, so getting up in the morning and doing what I need to do for my body puts me in that mindset in order to get things done for the day and I'm just more productive. Excellent. That's awesome. That is absolutely, I feel so similar. doesn't matter if I got eight hours the night before and didn't go exercise as compared to four hours the night before and did exercise. The days where I exercise, I'm always accomplishing more, more focused, more driven, uh, and oddly enough, less tired. Yeah. 
it's it's uh, it's really counterintuitive in some ways, but it works. Oh, absolutely. Now we are we're getting ready to shift gears for a little bit. Okay. Um, we're gonna get more towards our nerdy side. What are you nerding out about right now? Is there a movie, a book, a video game, a run, something you're getting really excited about? Oh well, there's a couple of things in there um, that I can talk about. Um, so the first thing I talk about actually is is a is a, a fantasy book series that I read by Piers Anthony that I've been reading since I was 13 years old when someone gave me the first installment. I still read a book a year. Every time the paperback comes out, I read it. I got caught up, and every year a new one comes out, and it's a it's a Xanth series, and it's just about this silly little fantasy world full of puns and. It's actually this is this time of year when it comes out, so I'm kind of excited to get that one. I don't even know what the new one's called, but I have to get that. But you know, I, I'd be silly to say that I, I'm not really kind of nerding out about the next and final Hobbit installment. I mean, okay. I've been you know read the books and have I don't know if you remember this one again. There was a cartoon version of the Hobbit from a long time ago that I loved watching on a kid as a kid. I bought them. Um, most re- in about the past couple of years, just so I could watch them whenever I wanted to. So that's that's kind of cool. I do remember that. I do. Well, when you want, we can come over. We can watch them. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. Um, you know, I'm kind of jazzed about the next Avengers movie that's going to come out. I think uh, next year in May. And you know, who cannot be excited about Star Wars Episode Seven? You know, um, The Force Awakens. Yeah. I start, we'll call it Star Wars Episode Seven. Um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm so keen on the name yet, but, but we'll have to see how the movie works out. I mean, to me, as you know, when the movies came out, I remember where I saw it the first time, where I saw it the second time back in New Jersey, um, and the lines that we stood in in order to see, you know, Star Wars: A New Hope, and you know, then finding out that they're never going to do one, two, three, or seven, eight, and nine, and then we had our one, two, three, and never seven, eight, and nine, and so it, it's really kind of cool. And kind of tying into that, I'm doing a run in January for um, the Lazarus Cancer Foundation at Disneyland, and it's actually a Star Wars theme. And I'm doing their Rebel Challenge, which means on Saturday I get to run a 10k, and then on Sunday I get to run a half marathon. Um, oh wow! Not as crazy as the dopey challenge that they do in Disney World, but uh, one day I'll get to do that too, which is a 5K, 10K, half and full. But, you know, it's kind of cool to nerd out, and i got to kind of figure out, what should I wear for my 10K? Hmm, so got to think about that for a while. That's pretty ridiculous. There was um, – I actually just did a 13-mile Tough Mudder on the Saturday, and then a nine-mile Spartan race on a Sunday, Whoa. and that just killed me. It was brutal, but I think running around the happiest place on earth would kind of make me a little bit uh, happier <laughs> to do well, that. you know, there's something, Ken, it's funny you say that. There, there's one thing about it that really is interesting. The woman that I know and got me attached to the Lazarus Cancer Foundation, she's the marathon goddess. And she's in Spirit of the Marathon Part 2, actually. And she did 52 marathons in 52 weeks. Oh. Yeah. And somebody asked her how she did it. And she said, I slowed down. 
So again, it comes back to what is your body able to do? You know, yeah, she's trained, she's fit, she's all these types of things, but you know, she she just takes care of her body and says, okay, well, I'm going to do this, so I have to slow down. I, I can't run a four-hour marathon, you know. Um, you know, you run a five-hour marathon instead at an easy pace that you kind of just lope along, you know, 10, 10 and a half, 11-minute mile. There's nothing wrong with that. You're still doing it, and she's doing it for such a great cause. Yeah, so, absolutely. She's just so one another one of my inspirations. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Yeah, and she's really awesome. I, I was lucky I got to see her in New York, and she she did there was she did that one too. So she's she's still going. Not a, not as strong. She's not she's not doing one a week or a few a week like she was doing. But she's she's still out there, and you know we're pushing to find a way to cure cancer. Absolutely, that's excellent. Now I feel like you're kind of you and um, what was her name? What was the? Well, her name is Julie Weiss. She's the marathon goddess. The Marathon Goddess are kind of like real life superheroes with your work, obviously in charity. But if you were one fictional superhero and you were put into a superhero supervillain battle royale where all of them were put together across all the universes, they're put on Earth and they're told to fight to the death, who would you be and why? Well, I mean, Aquaman, of course, right? No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> No, I'm only kidding. Not Aquaman. Uh, he he's only he talks to the fishes. Uh, that was my Brent, yeah. I gotta interrupt you. Me and my two buddies, who uh, Ted and Pax, we actually got into a very long discussion about why Aquaman is not actually a bad choice for this. Oh really? It'd be interesting to hear that. But is that because he can just avoid everybody because <laughs> he's in the water? It's in the comic books. It's in canon that his trident can pierce Superman. Oh. So it totally puts a little bit of a twist on things because, and also because he has to survive at su such deep depths in the sea, when he comes out and he's on the surface, he's almost as indestructible as Superman. So we got really, really over-involved into this, and it's not about Aquaman. This is about your answer. Right. So I, ap I apologize for that no. segue. No, that's okay. Hey, I introduced it. I was, make, I was trying to make a joke here, and, and it's funny <laughs> that you say that he could pierce Superman because I actually said, Christopher, again, being really specific on which one, you know, I, I would, I'd go back to the, the original, Chris, well, not original, but, you know, Christopher Reeves' Superman. Um, to me, I mean, when growing up again, um, was just really cool. And it was like the cool thing to watch and everything like that. And, you know, my thoughts were about how, you know, kryptonite's the only thing that can really get him, you know, and if he doesn't like what really happens, if you go back to our heads to the original first Superman movie, he doesn't like what happens. He just spun the world backwards and <laughs> called it a do over. Right. So, um, you know, he could try again and try again and have a little what the the bill murray movie the groundhog day right you could have a little oh, groundhog yeah. day every time so that's kind of why i went with the christopher reeve superman hey i like it it's it's a perfectly reasonable and defensible choice and i like it and i'm a fan <laughs> all right now if you could train one person dead or alive we've also added uh fictional or not so if you want to do somebody fictional, you can choose somebody fictional. Who would it be and why? 
Um, I, I actually just, I mean, I went with an, an odd choice when I, when, I, when I think about this. And, you know, I, I, I think about Bruce Lee. And, and I'm not a martial arts person at all. The power and the strength that he has, and, and I'm not talking about physical strength. I'm talking about internal strength and the calming nature of martial arts in general. Um, and I think, you know, as I get older, um, hopefully maybe a little bit wiser, you know, just to take things as they are and to be calm. It's kind of like what I'm learning, like with my running, you know, I was really, really upset when I couldn't do my run. Well, that's only one day. One day in training for a 13 or a 26-mile race or a 70-mile race or a 140-mile race, five miles isn't going to make a difference. You know, and I just feel like his power and his his passion that he had for what he did um, could really, really just help and maybe you know, take me to the next level that way um, than just in a physical manner. I love it. I love it. He's actually one of my uh, idols, one of my favorite people to learn from. Uh, his quote, uh, he once just said, uh, be water. And that always just stuck with me. It's be fluid, go with the flow. Don't let things, don't be rigid. Um, mm -hmm. Cause that's when things break and fall apart. Uh, so I definitely, I definitely can relate to the Bruce Lee love. This one's a doozy. So get ready. Okay. You find yourself in a post-apocalyptic world, fighting for survival from predators, both human and animal. What do you do to maintain your fitness? And what one weapon, real or fictional, would you want for protection? All right, let's see. I got to think about this one for a second. I think, you know, I, I, I'm going to pick the exercise that I'm going to use is probably not something I would do in probably because my wife would kill me if I started jumping from building to building. Um, but parkour um, is something that I've learned a little bit about recently, which is jumping over things, whatever whatever's there in, in your way, you just kind of do it. So when I think about a post-apocalyptic world, I think, well, parkour would fit right in because everything's going to be destroyed, there's going to be issues. So you can just exercise like constantly and always be, in a way, training and being able to use your environment um, in order to, um, you know, save yourself if necessary uh, and, and such. So I think, I think that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. As for a weapon, we're, we're going to go old school again because I believe in the classics. Not that I was around when the originals were showing, but we're going to go back to the original Star Trek series. And I'm sorry, that classic phaser could kill everything. <laughs> You know, if you, phaser. if you if 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 it was set on kill, it would kill everything. Whether you had a red shirt on or not, you were gonna be <laughs> you were gonna be dead, or you were the you know a, a green lizard or or something like that. So so to me, just go with a classic, and and to I, me that that would be my classic. I love it. Nice job, sir. That that has not been said on here, and I definitely appreciate where you're coming from. Now, we are getting ready to wrap it up a little bit, and I do think that a lot of people have gotten so much out of everything you've been saying. It's obviously been, number one, entertaining. It's been motivating, inspiring. 
definitely, I think some people can definitely lean on what you said and get some support out of it. But do you have one resource or a mobile app or a piece of equipment at the gym that you really get behind that you can refer to everyone out there listening? Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I've talked about supplements and stuff and never really talked about the name of the company. But they ha- it's called Your Health, and it's Y-O-R-H-E-A-L-T-H. And I'll be happy to talk to, of course, anybody about it. Um, they, they contact me. Um, but they have a great challenge app that you, know, you can download to your phone. Uh, I think oh, iPhone at, at this time is coming out for Droid soon. And you, know, you give yourself this eight-week challenge, and it really kind of busts, busts you up. I, I mentioned earlier the weight loss and the body fat loss. You know, I was doing one of those eight-week challenges. You know, where I lost 1.7% of my body fat and such. And, you know, being able to have that app and this other community of people doing the same things and, you know, learning about the supplements at the same time and talking to each other it was really, really great. And it helped me get to be able to do two furs and three furs. For those of you that don't know what that means, that means I was exercising and doing different exercises two or three times a day. And it was swimming, biking, and running because I did my first triathlon sprint in, um, well, big triathlon sprint in September. So I had to do multiple trainings and it really just helped me stay focused and also provided, I said earlier, also the regimen and the discipline that we need to have. I'm sorry if, if I'm holding myself accountable and people are going to be seeing what I'm doing. And truthfully, if I'm spending money in order to do something, I'm not, I'm going to make the choice. So it goes back to that other piece about dieting. If you diet, people say, Oh, what's your cheat day? I don't cheat. I make a choice. If I want to eat X, then I'm going to say, do I want to eat it? Does it support me? How does it support me? Is it a good idea? Sometimes I say no. And you know what? Sometimes I say yes. I said yes to my favorite cheesecake in New York after I ran the marathon because I was going to do it. You know? You know? Was it the best thing for me? No, I felt the side effects that I get. But it was still really good. And I would make the same choice today because I made a choice. I didn't cheat. And there's definitely something can be said about the mental health aspect of giving yourself that reward, that cheesecake, in my mind at least. Absolutely there is. And that recovery beer. Come on, we need to have recovery beer. <laughs> Carbohydrates. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I thought it was weird at first, but boy, does it work. Absolutely. Now, uh, you mentioned your health. Where can people connect with you if they have any questions about uh, your health or anything else that you've talked about today? Is there a place people can get in touch with you? Sure, absolutely. I mean, they can always uh, go to my website, which is www.scholarconsulting.com. So that's S-C-H-O-L-A-R-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com see some information about my story and what I do in general, as well as there's a place to contact me through there, uh, brent at scholarconsulting.com, or you know what? Pick up the phone. I have no problems with that. 480-420-4724, and, you know, we can see what we can do to help you out. You know, my friend and I, uh, Mindy, we're going to be putting together these adventures, and we'd love to have everyone come along with us. Excellent, and... For everyone out there, Mindy will be featured on a future podcast. Do you guys have a name for the adventures yet? Um, we're still kind of, we're it just, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Mindy can probably talk more about that. She's kind of working on that part. I'm kind of a little behind the scenes. 
but we're just going to be doing you know four eight week adventures kind of leading up to the uh a marathon in february 28th here in phoenix but it doesn't mean you have to you know do that you can do whatever you want and that's how we're just going to give people ideas and stuff like that well excellent number one thank you so much for being so open with everybody who's out there uh, and absolutely, we're going to keep in touch. We are going to keep everybody apprised of what is going on with those adventures, as well as we will include links uh, to Scholar Consulting uh, uh, on the uh, podcast notes page. So if anyone uh, forgets or doesn't know how to spell, they can just go there and we'll link you right over. Oh, so thank you. Perfect. Thank you. And finally, last but certainly not least, what parting advice do you have for all the dragons out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, waiting to, you know, light their day on fire? Sure. Um, first, I want to thank you, Ken, also for having me here. It's been a really great pleasure and glad we were able to connect. And, you know, we got looking forward to that continued conversation about Aquaman. Um, we'll have to see about <laughs> Absolutely. that. But really, everyone, I, I just want to say, and not to be cliched, but never give up. I mean... If I would have given up when I had pain and didn't just step back, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. You know, and it still all goes back to what I said earlier about educate, empower, and engage. We can learn about anything that we want to do. Then you give yourself the power to do it, and then just go out and do it. You know, one of the things I learned recently is that our brains are going to tell us that we can't do something before our bodies are really ready to give out. And when I thought about that, I started to push myself a little bit harder. And I was able to, you know, really bust a two PRs, which is a personal record in my running, a half marathon by four minutes. And I cut 12 minutes off my marathon pace in one of the hardest marathons ever in New York City with 30 mile per hour winds. So there's really no limitations, you know, in, unless we let our brains tell us we cannot do it. So the last thing to do, just change your own mind and just go out and get whatever it is that you want because you deserve it. That's awesome. I love that. And we are going to leave it there. Dragons, I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. If you have any questions, go to the podcast notes page, hit up Brent, hit me up, leave me a comment, send me an email, uh, and we will talk to you on the next one. Workout nerd out, everybody.